super special guest in the building i don't even know can i say your name am i, am I allowed i want some dr- i wanted to get into some drum rolls i thought we were gonna get some drum rolls going some trumpets or anything like that but we'll we'll, we'll, t- we'll take this to name we'll take this to name <laughs> he has me laughing in the first 30 <laughs> seconds so you already know you already know hold on hold on we have the extraordinary the talented yes the fashionable yes you know wait Best chef ever. Talk to them. Talk to the people. Talk to, Talk to the people. <laughs> Talk to them. The only person that made me like gnocchi. Hey, um, listen, you got to come back for that again. As I told you, it is a gem. I need to come back. <laughs> I need to come back for gnocchi. My, my first YouTube debut. Oh, I got, this, I got to be in the, the, the YouTube day. That's a, that's an honor. That is an absolute honor. I appreciate the, 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 the you thinking of me in this moment god oh my goodness i'm I'm just i'm pulling ideas out of my hat now <laughs> i think i'm just like oh man that was so cool now i have the pleasure of having him in our house the one the only mr romaine uh, welcome <laughs> there's, a, there's a drum roll i love it first of all thank you so much for having me um i'm I'm excited to actually just be able to have a conversation. I was thinking about this for the last couple of days, and I just think that between between your mind and 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 how it works, I'm just I'm so interested and excited to be able to have this conversation. So thank you for having me. Amazing to be here. Let's uh, let's get into it. You this I'm going to use one of your lines. Okay, tell the people then what you do. Tell them. <laughs> Talk to the people. Um, I am a. Okay, let's start with the the basics. I am a 16-year professional chef, um, culinary trained, given my all to a passion, love, and everything else between blood, sweat, and cheers for the last probably uh, 15, 16 years of my life. Um, I own a company right now called Access Gourmet. Um, I'm actually a private chef, so I have a full-time client as well. Um, I'm into content creation. We have a fashion event coming up later this year. I would like to say that I am the first of the next generation of chefs that are going to be be upcoming. So I'm interested to talk a little bit more about what I think that looks like and get into it a little bit. Of course, let us know. Let us know and invite me to this fashion show. Are we invited? We got. What do you want? Front row or second row seats? I'll just let the team know. Front row, thank you. Yeah, I got you. Say less. We have the tickets anyway. <laughs> What does the future of chefs look like? Like, talk to me. What What is that? 
Well, so as a, what was I, 22, 23, I was telling young chefs at the time that I thought that I was going to retire by I was 30 years old. And they looked at me weird. Everyone was kind of like, what? What are you talking about? Because our career is really, you go till you're 40, 50 years old, 60 years old, you burn out, and then you wither away and you go teach in a college somewhere. Um, I believe we have too much skill sets in order to be able to do that. I think we have too much knowledge base in order to, to die out like that. So when I say the new age chef, what I mean by that is a skilled individual that can commoditize his skill set in a variety of different ways. So as a chef, my ability to be able to create menus and, op- and, and create restaurant experiences is only one facet of my job. My ability to be able to go out and teach is one. My ability to be able to go out and consult with a corporation and help them develop a menu is another one. Uh, my ability to be able to go work with grocery stores and, and do menu tasting with grocery stores is another one. So I think that our skill set's going to really be able to be expanded over the next couple of years. And you're going to see a lot of chefs take their skill set outside of the restaurant and really showcase what it is that they can do. Well, that's just the thing, right? Coming from the hospitality industry myself, I know that the restaurant world is 24 7, 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you have an individual that devotes their whole life to the back of the house, they don't really get front of the house exposure. Yep. So, and, and I always feel as though chefs, at least from my opinion, that chefs are always undervalued in the industry, but yet they provide so much ambiance and experience. And I really think that you do such a good job, an exceptional job, good doesn't even cut it, at really bringing the back of the house experience to the front of the house so people really appreciate the artistic component that is food making, because I think it's art. Um, Well, I think art is the important word that you just use, and I think to kind of piggyback off of that, I hosted one of the first events for Access Gourmet in an art gallery. And it was not the best financial decision. Um, it wasn't, a lot of my people on my team were not necessarily in favor of it because it limited us in what we could do execution-wise. But the reason why I did it was I wanted to make sure that everybody understood that this food brand wanted to align itself, not just align itself, but position itself in the same room as art pieces, as gas. Mm. Um, but my initiative is what really got me an opportunity to be able to run a kitchen when I was 18. My initiative is what got me an opportunity to be able to be a line cook because the chefs went out one night and they they said, okay, well, come in and come outside and call us when, when an order is ready. And instead of going to call them, I just made the dish myself because I was standing there in the dish pit looking long enough and I knew how to make the dish. So I made it myself. So I just think oftentimes initiative was really the driving force and earlier on in my career. I love that you use the word initiative because that's what it takes for you to develop the muscle of consistency and discipline. Because if you don't take initiative, the consistency and discipline, I I feel like they all work together in it. But I find that you and I understand each other in in different realms of things. But your, to me, my hard work and my like my hustle comes from seeing who I love work so much, right? Where does that come from for you? I'd say I have a 
much like you, I think we share share that where uh, the person in our, in our household that we were we were closest to was our role models in that sense. I've watched my dad work every shift of the, under the moon. Um, so for me, he was the benchmark of if you can't work as hard as him, then you you were you you miss something. Actually, one of the pro I've accomplished a fair bit in my young life, and and I don't I don't want to get into all of them, but actually the proudest one of the proudest moments of my entire life was when my dad came to me one day and said, "You are a harder worker than I am," and that to me blew my mind because he was the standard, he was the benchmark for the person that I looked at to say, "Okay, if you're not working as hard as that guy, you're not really doing what you need to do." So. That that was it for me for sure. It's it's funny that you that you say that. I don't I don't re- I don't recall that I've said this story on on the podcast, but I'll I'll give you a, like a small portion of it. My male figure is my grandfather. Continues to be, even though he passed away 19 years ago, he's still the, the he's my mom's dad. So it, it stems from him, but he worked Sunday to Sunday. Yep. All his life. And he started off with one taxi and he ended his business in, you know, mid late nineties with seven to eight taxis. And he wouldn't touch, he wouldn't be on the road anymore. He had all his staff working for him. And this came from a person who only got to grade three in rural Dominican Republic. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Isn't it? It is an absolute beautiful thing. No, I I love I love hearing human beings that do that. That just I don't while well, the I don't want to call it defying the odds because that sounds too fairy ish But to me, they just they decided no. They decided that in this life, in this existence, they were going to be more than 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 what they saw around them, and they decided that that's what they were going to do, and and they. They lived every day with that purpose. So it's it's a beautiful thing to hear that for sure. It is. And I, and I find that that we're the ones, like just f- humans that see that, like his hustle is unmatched. To me, I don't think anybody has even come close to, to how he's worked. And each car that he bought, he paid in cash in full. He got the, he got that bread too. He got that cash money. I like it. I was like, how do you, you know, I, I would talk to him. I, I only got to speak to him till I was about, you know, he passed when I was 13. So I, I got to pick his brain a couple of times. I'm like, how did you pay for it? Like he didn't believe in credit. He didn't believe in bank accounts. Like, you know, real old school. And it's just, he is the standard in the maternal side of your hustle. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not working Sunday to Sunday, sundown to sunset, what are you doing? <laughs> it's 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 a, as I said, it's it's an impressive thing, right? We when we see these individuals around us that's built these these amazing legacies for us to be able to carry on. Um, I think we just look at it and say, okay, how can we take that initiative and how can we put it into what we are today? Um, of course, we it's hard because we don't have the hardship that they went through, right? So it's kind of hard to try to recreate that desperation. But I think for us, it's just, can we still with a certain ability can do like when you can channel your energy into certain projects? I, I don't feel 
that everyone is meant to have a certain level of success because they're not able to to handle it, right? Absolutely. Um, do you find like what is your definition of success? Like what does that look like for for you like the the portion that you want to share? Um uh, so that's a that's a hard question and I I don't say hard in the sense of I don't know what the answer is. I think hard is cuz it's something that I've thought about. Um it's actually something I've thought about since I was 12 years old. Um, I was saying, I was, I was telling people that anyone that would listen since I was 12, I was going to be successful. I was going to be successful. I was going to be the guy that changed everything. Um, and if like, for those who don't know, I carried water to go shower when I was 10 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Like I grew up in Jamaica country. Like that was my, that was mm-hmm. my upbringing. So for for a twelve year old with that upbringing to be to have that audaciousness to say you're going to be successful at twelve, um, I think is is I I chuckle sometimes thinking about it. Uh, at thirty one today, what does success look like for me? Uh, I think it'll evolve. Um, I think there's going to be mountaintops that I'll that I'll conquer, and as those mountaintops um, become more more climbable, I think that. I'll be able to 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 really look higher and strive for more. I'll say that for me, I love the process. I have not stopped loving the process. I was concerned that in my twenties that I would have taken a couple of losses and a couple of L's, and it would have dissuaded me from really still being in love with 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 chasing after the success that I'm looking for. But I'm thankful that. At where I am right now, I'm still hungry. I still want a, a high level of success. So for me, it's um, Access Gourmet is going to be a, a, a national corporation. Um, we are going to be able to help probably a thousand to ten thousand individuals, whether it's personally, financially, whether it's through messaging, whether it's through speaking, whatever the case may be. There's a legacy that I need to leave before I leave here. So success for me as I've evolved, it just became legacy now. What is going to be my, what is my presence here? Just like you spoke about your grandfather of what he left here as as he was gone. You said you haven't spoken to him since you were 13 and his presence still here. For me, it's about legacy. I intend to leave something here that's going to be lasting way after I'm gone. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I always speak about him so candidly, um, really huge figure really huge figure in my life and it still continues to be to the point I, last week I'm doing all these things with myself and I was driving as, as I was driving I was countryside I was driving and I thought you know I'm like oh I wonder if he's proud of me you know he was always very you know as a female you need to you need to have your own you need to make sure you don't depend on them like I need you to be smart mm-hmm. and I was thinking about him and I was like, you know, I wonder if he's proud of me, everything that I'm doing. And I kid you not, Romaine, probably about 30 minutes later, I get off the highway and I'm on a stoplight and a white feather falls on my windshield. I was like, oh, man. Okay. So you're here, you know, yeah. um, it, 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 it's just those little things that like the reassurance that you get when, when you like, I, cause I know that he's with me 24 seven. 
regardless of that he hasn't been around for so long. But I, I have to ask you a question. You mentioned that you would carry water in Jamaica. Where did it come from? Did you get it from the ground? Like, we had to open something and it came through the ground, like underground for us. No, not, not, uh, it wasn't as bad in Jamaica. We just had, uh, we had water pipes that were at juncture points, um, in different, mm. uh, towns and villages. So you'd have to walk, maybe like 10 minutes, 10, 20 minutes to the actual, the water well and fill up your buckets, fill up your jugs or whatever you need to fill and then carry mm-hmm. them back to the houses. Mm. That yeah. was my mom. That was my mom. Like that was my mom's 60s, 70s, 60s and 70s. But I got the, like, when I would go on vacation, right? Because my mom would ship me to the DR in the summertime, and she'd be like, go be cultured. <laughs> <laughs> be cultured. No, honestly, <laughs> I think it, it, it remind like, I like to, like, it's not glamorous, but I like to put where I am in perspective, right? Um, one of my favorite rappers says, it's not about where I am. It's if you If you look at how far I've come, you wouldn't judge me the same way. Right. Because mm-hmm. we see people and we're like, OK, well, you're here, but you don't know how that for, far that person's come right from where they started. So that's really that 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 really always gives me really cool perspective. And it just grounds me and refocus me into what I need to get done. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Like we, we were talking off air and the things that we wish for today, what that we have today were the things we wished for a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's 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 a little it's it's human nature, right? It's human nature because we 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 always crave more. Um, but you're right; it is the things that we 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 I won't say scoff at the things that we. One of the things for me was when I just came home. Um, Access Gourmet started in around 2015, 2016 when I was in BC, and I walked away from a very lucrative contract to be a food and beverage manager um, with my three departments underneath me. I would have been the youngest food and beverage manager in that, that geographical region. And I came home because I said, I believe I have a skill set that I can take direct to the consumer. And when I came home, one of the first thing I said was, I actually wanted to go into the personal chef business. And if I can have two dinners a month, I will be happy with that. I won't say that's going to be the the end all be all, but that would be a good starting point. And once I got that, I felt I didn't appreciate it as much as I should because I I I went okay. Well, now I want four, right? And I think that's just the the, the nature of progress. As you, as you progress, you're going to want to build. But as you said, sometimes when you're just starting out, just that too would have put the the biggest smile on our faces. Most definitely, most definitely. I always remember. I, I remember it like yesterday I sent because I'm like, as much as people don't believe, I'm very analytical um, with a lot of things. And I sent out 200 DMs asking people if I could be a speaker at their events. They didn't have any events, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just... <laughs> they weren't promoting anything, you know? They were not. Uh, <laughs> don't you love it don't you love that it was you gotta yeah. shoot or shoot you gotta shoot i'd be like oh you know I, i'd sit there and i'd strategize for them i would be like well you have a following why haven't you had an event yet i'd be questioning them why they would <laughs> <laughs> and uh 
I met really good friends, uh, Ilya and, and Adriana. I always shout them out. And I said to them, you know, you guys, I, I think at that point, I had like 200 Instagram followers. I was messaging people I wasn't even following. And they had around 600, 600, 700, which to me was like, you know. And I helped them plan their one and only event just so I can host. Yeah. And uh, till this day, I, I look at her. Like, I, I talk to Ilya all the time. We're friends, really good friends. And I said to her, she's like, I always remember how you convinced us to have an event. <laughs> well, again, you're just, I think you're that person who's going to breathe life into these things. So I think that's that's your purpose in existence. I think that's, a, that's dope that they remembered that you're the one that made them have an event. I think that's pretty <laughs> cool. Um but the world needs more of you, right? We talked about initiative. We talked about being at the forefront. That's 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 your purpose here. That's the the, the change maker. So it's it's always funny to to hear those stories. I gotta ask you something. I've always wanted to ask you this, and I've never I've never had the opportunity of asking of asking you this. When did you realize that Access Gourmet? Like, what was your turning point that you're like, man, I could really do this? Like this vision works. Oh, that is a good question. Um, so for me, so I, I I'll start with saying this. I tried to leave being a chef three or four different times. Right, like not a lot of people know that. I tried to go self finance for two years. I was actually really good at it because I could speak really well. Um, then I tried to go get into fashion for another year and a half. And then I finally, I think around 24, 25, I said, okay, this is my gift. This is what I've been gifted with. So how am I going to use and optimize this? So I had to really go through that process. Um, when it comes to Access Gourmet, I've never, this is going to sound a little egotistical. Please, I hope all your listeners don't take it that way. Um, I've always believed that Access Gourmet was a winning ticket, not because of a pipe dream, but because of how we built it. My pillars to Access Gourmet was food, fashion, and, and art. Mm-hmm. So for me, building a company with those three things as our forefront mm-hmm. message was always going to be a winning formula. Um, now, I just, for me, it's about time. Right, Access Gourmet is just about to celebrate its fifth year of inception. Sorry, sixth year of inception. Um, but we're just infants, right? We're so we're we're small little babies in the in the grand scheme of things. For me, I where I look at it is I'm very excited what Access Gourmet will be in year ten, year fifteen, because I think the maturity of what it will be able to really do at its full maturity is going to be something that's impressive because of the work that we've done in year one, year two, uh, from a ground-based standpoint. So um, I won't say that I've there was a moment that I was like, "Access, this uh, we have a winning thing." I would say that um, I'm looking forward to the to year ten and year fifteen because of what I believe we can become. I have. To- I didn't stop you when you said this is going to be egotistic. That I didn't think that was egotistic. I just think that you're you know what you're building. 
Yes, but I think you you and I both understand that certain um I guess the the, the process of it uh he, certain people don't like to say okay, well, yes or say you know when you say something with your chest certain people are like, "Oh, I don't know if you should have said that." Um mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. believe it, right? I I believe it when no one's around. I believe it when I'm talking to someone. I believe it. Um yeah, I believe it in my bones. So for for me it was we when we thought about this when we built it we said okay this is going to take us five to ten years to really be able to to develop into what we need to develop it but once we're there um this is going to become a well-oiled machine and this is going to look like what the new age concept is going to look like i won't spill all that access gourmet is working on right now but i'll say that um we're building something that I think a lot of chefs are going to replicate in the next five years. They're going to look to, 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 to replicate that model and they're welcome to, because I want, I want all of us to win. So, um, no, we're excited. We're excited. And we're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're excited for where we're going to take this. I'm excited to see it develop. Like to me, it's, it's one of, I think you're so fascinating. I feel like I could probably talk to you for like 50 hours. Um, from where <laughs> likewise, likewise. I, I won't, I won't, they'll be bored, they'll be bored, but it's just for somebody to have a clear vision of where they, what they want and how it's going to take 10, 15 years for you to build something. That's, that's re that's a realistic timeline, right? It's a realistic timeline. And who knows by then, maybe you might have morphed into something even grander than what your mind has set out. Has conceived. No, that's, I agree. Well, I think. So I was talking to, this is completely side note, I was talking to, I was, I was a chef instructor for, uh, for three years when I came home and I was talking to a student and he came up to me now as a chef instructor, I was a new breed. Oftentimes chef instructors are older chefs who've been in the industry for 40, 40 to 50 years. But the lady that ran the campus said she wanted to change the mold a little bit. She wanted to get someone who looks like what chefs look like in this day and age. Um, so I was teaching a class and a student came up to me. He said, I really look up to you. I really, I love what you're doing. I see myself being able to achieve what you're, what you've achieved. Um, like how long did it take you? And I said, well, you gotta kind of have to put in 10 to 15 years. And I just saw a look of like, well, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then he said it actually, he said, well, I don't want to do that. And I thought it was a little weird because I don't know if people really understand how much time they realistically have to put into what it is that they want to do, right? Like I've just, I used to make the joke that I sacrificed my twenties so that I can play bigger in my thirties. And that's, well, that's just it. but I don't think you sacrificed. I think you knew from when you were young that this is what you wanted. Like, when I was a kid, I would line up my dolls in a straight line and I would talk to them. <laughs> you were getting your audience ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would talk to them. I would legit talk to them. I have only child syndrome, right? I talk to my dolls because they don't talk back. Yeah. See, now I have TV boyfriends that I like on TV because they don't talk back. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Works out. Hey, listen, I like it. I like it. I like the game planning. This is this is what happens, but I I feel like some people are are born and destined to do something, um, but they it takes them a while to kind of develop it. I didn't stumble across 
I stumbled for speaking at 28. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, I'm always super, people approach me. Yep. I got a 98 in speaking with confidence. I have a professor, Doris Bradley, that I studied with. And she told me, the only person, I have two people that told me, that projected what I would be doing today. And they told me when I was younger. And I had no idea. Yeah. Um, Doris was one of them. And she's like, I'm going to see you on a big stage one day. How many big stages you've been on? Talk to the people. Tell the people. Tell the people. I don't even think I'm there yet. I'm like, I want to talk to like 500 people, 1,000 people. Yeah. You know what my one day goal? Did, have I ever told you? I, I've never said it on the podcast. I did a I did a challenge two years ago on Instagram where I put um, your one day challenge. Yeah. So I made people write down one day I will and their biggest goal. That they feel comfortable sharing because you know some people don't feel comfortable sharing. Why is and, that? But we'll talk about that later. Never mind. Go ahead. And I said my goal is to fill up the ACC, which is nineteen thousand seven hundred seats. Talk, um, talk crazy to them. Stadium, stadium numbers. I like that. This is my goal. This is my one day goal. So I, a couple of people filled it out, and like uh, that was two years ago, like February twenty twenty, right before. You know, everything happened. And one of two of them that came back, they actually started it. Their one day. They started it like a, a portion of it. One of them was she wanted to, because her son has autism, she wanted to create a restaurant where children with disabilities can be employed. Yeah. And she ends up opening a store. That sells food, and she some of her staff has disabilities. It's amazing. Um, and and she's the manager, whatever, because she wants to leave something that she knows her son will have when she's no longer on this physical earth. It's because she sees. You see what I mean? It's it's legacy. It is legacy. That is the definition of what. That is an amazing, amazing achievement. And she did it. She did it. And and I I tagged her in it, and she messaged me and she's like well hannah she's like i didn't open the restaurant but i'm selling food i said it's still food yeah but she she with 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 success and with support and with continued growth her achieving a restaurant is just the next step and she Mm -hmm. can look to there's so much avenues for people to collaborate with what she's doing because that is such a powerful thing that she's doing not just for a small community but for for people in a whole so I'm sure she's got support and her dreams of owning a restaurant are, are close, very close. With it. I think it's, I think it's possible. I feel like you're a dreamer just like me, but you put in the work. I, I, as I said, I've, I've, um, I've seen, I, I'm a, they say Pisces babies daydream often. Um, we're in Pisces season. So whoever checks out this podcast, just remember it is Pisces season, the greatest time of year. Thank you to all of you. Um, no, but I just, I just, for me, it's been, as I said, I said it when I was 12 that I wanted to be successful. Um, and it's been one of the hardest learning curves I've ever had in my life. Um, but I wouldn't change it. Uh, I read a book at the beginning of the, the, the pandemic. Um, I think my birthday was March and I read it the February 
The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Mm-hmm. And it's probably one of my favorite books. Not so much for the story, but just for the message that I think it should have left people. And it's simply that you are powerful beyond your imagination. My favorite quote in this entire world is, destiny is obligated by universal law to concede to the demands of unwavering faith, right? And it's simply the idea that if you believe something and not believe in in the sense of you you dream about it and not do the work, because I believe, I, I think that when you believe something, your actions should reflect your thought. If you believe something and you believe it with everything in you, it's just a matter of time, right? Like, it's just a matter of when, not if. So, no, I, I, I believe you. And that that story inspired me just to hear she wanted to open something for her child, and, and she has that legacy. That that's that's such an amazing thing to hear. That's you just mic dropped that <laughs> quote. That that was a mic drop session, and I wanna I wanna thank you for Absolutely. doing that and saying that because I wanna let the people. Let the people know. <laughs> Just marinate on it a little bit. Yeah, let the people know. Go back and listen to that gem. Go back. Go back and listen to it. In the meanwhile, and when you come back to this minute, Romaine, tell them where they can find you. You can go find us at Access Gourmet on Instagram. We have our YouTube platform. And as I said earlier on, we have some amazing stuff coming up soon. We have some product lines checking out. Uh, we have our website, accessgourmet.net. For all our up-to-date information, servicing needs, personal chef needs. Um, we have some beautiful cupcake line coming out. So if you like cheesecake cupcakes, go see us. Um, I want to thank Anna for her for her time. I want to thank you for a conversation. Um, you all, you know I'm a fan. You know I want to see you be great. I cannot wait to see you continue to do the amazing things in 22. So I just, from a fan to a fan. A fan to a fan. And before I log off, happy birthday. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Of course, this is your birthday gift. There it is. There it is. I wish this year for you be filled with all the good stuff and more. Okay? Appreciate it. Come back anytime. Absolutely. Pleasure. Bye. As always, this is your favorite podcast host, Anna Guzman, coming at you from her bedroom studio in Toronto, wishing you the best ever. Toodles. Yeah, yeah.